buried in that 16 and 17, but the, the Lord said, the devil is alive. You're needed. You're needed. Look at somebody say, you're needed. You're needed. Listen, for anybody that's been dealing with any kind of pressure in your mind, I don't want to play church with you. I need you to come to this altar. And when you come here, I just want you to come and say, Lord, I believe you're able to save me. Come on, as soon as you get here, get as close to this altar as you can. I just want you to get here. I want you to say, Lord, I believe you're able to save me. Come on. Come on, come on. I don't care who you are. I don't care what your name is. I don't care what church you come from. Come on, I, I need you to come here. 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 The Lord's getting ready to free your mind. You are needed. You are necessary. You're so gifted, you don't even know it. They may never tell you, but I'm here to tell you. You are gifted. You are beautiful. You're necessary. God's going to use you to change culture. God's going to use you to disrupt systems. God's going to use you to save communities. God's going to use you to build schools. God's going to use you to go into the justice system and equalize unbalanced areas of injustice. God's going to use some of you to come up with medical cures to diseases that people that don't even look like you've been confounded and stumped with. God said, I'm giving to anoint you with one good idea, but I got to free your mind. There's a million dollar business that's, that's on the inside of you, but first I got to free your mind. You've been thinking about what I'm going to wear, who I'm going to sleep with, who going to like my posts. But the Lord said, what I'm getting ready to put on your mind is what I'm going to do with my first million. The Lord said, what I'm getting ready to put on your mind is ideas to go back and change your church. Maybe they haven't listened to you, but they're going to start listening to you. The spirit of entrepreneurship is, I, I feel it's so heavy in this room. Businesses, industries, inventions, trade. But the Lord said, I first got to free your mind. I got I to free your mind from... All this stuff social media has been influencing you with. I got to free your mind from people that made promises to you that never intended on keeping them just because they wanted what you had, but they didn't really want you. I got to free your mind from the trauma and the pain that you have been through. You may have been there but you are not what you've done and you are greater than where you've been. So, Lord said, I, I arranged this moment because I want to release an anointing. The Lord will give you ideas, inventions, and dreams. Come on, don't stop praying. I need y'all to stop praying. Keep praying. 
Listen, Acts 2, I wasn't going to go here, but just, just so we have some scriptural reference. In the book of Acts, revival starts. We call it Pentecost, but it's really a revolution. It's a movement. It's a changing. It's a shifting. God does away with the old and he introduces something new. And uh, through that movement in Acts 2, Peter recites the prophet Joel who prophesied. And he says, this is the manifestation of the mind of God. This is what God said, and this is going to help somebody in here. He said, in the last days, I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh. But, but here's what trips me up. He said, I'm going to pour my spirit on all flesh, but I'm not going to use all flesh. Look at what he says. He says, I'm going to pour my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters are going to prophesy. He said, your young men, Guess what's going to happen to your young men? They're going to see visions. You know what that means? They're going to see visions. They're going to see businesses, inventions, industries, cures, strategies, systems. Old men, they, they're going to dream dreams. And most of the time we stop right there. But then it says, and then the servants, <laughs> they're going to prophesy too. Look at what God says. The next big thing that's going to hit this earth is going to come from people you don't expect. God said, I'm going to trust my anointing with the sons and with the daughters. My anointing is going to be trusted with the old men and the servants. Everybody, everyone threw away. Everyone people looked over. Everybody said, it ain't me because I ain't perfect and I ain't, I ain't never ever done everything right and, and I've been here and I done did this. God said, listen, that's who I want to use. I want to use you because you can connect to people I can't connect to. You can talk to people I can't talk to. And what's getting ready to happen here is God's getting ready to fulfill his promise. The promise that he made in Joel, the promise that he recited in Acts 2. Tonight on this altar, two things are going to happen. God's going to refocus your mind. All of the negative thoughts, all of the things that don't glorify God, all the things that don't please him, all the things that make him unhappy that we do and we do it and after we do it, we wish we never did it. The images that keep on playing in our mind, the scenarios that keep on playing in our mind, God said, I'm going to refocus you tonight. I'm going to get your mind right. In other words, what I hear him say is, he says, I'm going to get you out of your feelings. 
our feelings have got us in trouble because we've been so emotional about what has happened to us. And so everything that we do is a response to what we feel emotionally. But the problem is emotions change. So we make permanent decisions because of a temporary circumstance. And the Lord said, I'm going to take you out of your feelings and I'm going to put you in the spirit. I'm going to give you wisdom that you're not even old enough to receive. I'm going to give you ideas that maybe you haven't been to Harvard yet and maybe you won't go to Harvard. But I'm going to give you a Harvard idea. For some of you, you're going to be the first people in your family to ever own a business. For some of you, you're going to be the first person in your family to ever go to school and graduate. For some of you in here, you're going to end the cycle of teen pregnancy for your whole family. All of my cousins have all sold drugs, but you're getting ready to be the difference maker. You're going to show them that you can have money and do it God's way and still be successful. Y'all not giving God praise. I need somebody to give God praise because a cycle is getting ready to be broken in this house. Come on, I need somebody in here who believes that God is still able to break cycles and to pull down strongholds just to open up your mouth and bless God the creator who's getting ready to change your life. He's getting ready to change your mind. He's getting ready to change your direction. I need some youth leaders praying. I need some pastors praying. I need some parents praying, some big brothers. I need you praying because there's getting ready to be a shift. And I had such a good message too. But this is more important. How many people on this altar are really ready for change? No, I mean really, really ready for change. You ready? You ready? You ready? You ready? You ready? I see you. You ready? Here's the thing. It doesn't change until you change. If you want it, in this moment, you're going to have to go after it. And I'm not talking about no spiritual quickening and falling out. You may feel that. But some of you, you may not feel that, and that's okay. We've come to the altar. Here's what the altar is. It's very simple. The altar is the place of sacrifice. It's the halfway point. It's the place where God comes to meet us. It's the place where we come to meet him. And we both come halfway. 50-50. And so guess what? Half of the job is already done. You came to meet him. And guess what's getting ready to happen? God's getting ready to leave the throne of heaven. He's going to leave every angel. He's going to leave every cherubim. He's going to leave every seraphim. He's going to leave his place of glory. And he's getting ready to step right here where you are. He's going to meet you 
because you had enough courage to come to meet him. Now the altar is the place of sacrifice, which means that it's technically the place of death. It's a place where we put ourselves on the altar and we say everything that's not like you, I'm going to kill it. Not God kill it, but everything that's not like you, I'm going to leave right here. The weed, I'm going to leave it right here. The drinking, I'm going to leave it right here. Some of you, you've been torn in same-sex relationships and you know it's really not God and God's been speaking to your heart. But because you feel a connection and because you love them, and I believe you really do love them, but you know God has something greater for you. And in order to get it, you've got to disconnect from people who are not going in the same direction. And so, God, I'm making a decision to leave it right here. And here's the thing. Pastor Will said it. To decide means to kill. And it's going to hurt a little. It's going to feel a little uncomfortable. But trust God. Because what hurts in this moment is going to help you in the next moment. Y'all still with me? Y'all still ready to do this? Y'all still ready for what God has for you? So here's what happens. Last concept, and then we're going to pray. Because sometimes we talk at y'all, but we don't talk to you. And we tell you things and ask you to do things that we haven't explained to you. And then you leave feeling confused like, did it happen and did it not happen? Here's what repentance is. Repentance means to change your mind. When I came to outcry, this was my mindset. But because I've come to the altar to meet God, I'm going to change my mind. I was thinking about which connect I was going to meet in Atlanta to cut my next bag from. But I just changed my mind. I don't want it as much as I want him. I was looking for the next person in this room that I could sneak away with between 12 and 3 and hook up with but I changed my mind. I'm too valuable to just let anybody handle me and to give my heart to Negroes and to give my heart to women who really don't love me. So I'm going to change my mind. And watch this. Every day after the day, I'm going to challenge myself to do better than I did yesterday. You're not going to get it all right. Guess what? Y'all see us up here preaching in collars and robes? We don't get it all right. But here's the truth about it. My job is to do better than I did yesterday. I'm not going to make as many mistakes as I made yesterday. I'm going to do better. And guess what? You know what happens? Every single day you challenge yourself to get up and do better. 
Get up and do better. Get up and do better. Get up and do better. Get up and do better. It doesn't happen overnight. It happens over time. And the more you do better, you'll be like, wow. I ain't got high all week. You'll be like, wow. When I got that WID text, I'll be pressed to respond right away. I ain't even respond. Matter of fact, I blocked him. You'll get farther and farther away from who they wanted you to be. And you'll get closer and closer to who God wanted you to be. There's some other young person that's saying, Dad, I wish I would have came. Listen, I still got time. Come now. Come now, because God's going to do something. Come on. Come on now. Come now. Come on. Come now. Come now. Come now, because we're going to make a decision. We're going to make a decision. We're going to make a decision. I guess I just picked up where Pastor Will left off. We're going to make a decision together. We're going to make a decision together. Now watch this. Do you know what sets you free? The truth. The reason why you've been stuck is because you've been struggling in silence. Pastor Will told us this morning, deliverance came when Bartimaeus opened up his mouth. Stop letting people speak for him. And he said, God, I need you. I can't wait. I need you to do it right now. So listen, we're getting ready to pray for you. And I'm not even going to lay hands on you because right here, you're going to do the work. If you want it, you're going to go for it. If you don't want it, it's all good. But for somebody, the difference between what happens next is the yes you give them right now. And I don't know why I keep going back to tuition. How many people are in college right now? Raise your hand. You in college or you going to college this year? How many people in college or going to college? You in college or going to college? How many people are in school? You're in private school where your parents pay tuition or you're in somewhere where you need to pay something? Listen, I don't know why I feel this. But the Lord said, I'm getting ready to show you. Watch this. The Lord said, try me in this and see what I do. He said, this is how I encourage you. I call you to make a small move and then I reward you with a big blessing. Watch this. It's not about the blessing as much as it is about God stretching your faith to show you if you did that, and I did this. Imagine what I would do with your next yes. And God said, for somebody in here that you on the fence, God said, listen, test me. Make a decision today and see if I don't bless you. I hear the Lord specifically. There are 14 people in here that are either in jeopardy of not going to school or not finishing college because of a financial issue. 
And the Lord said, for at least six of you, the school's going to contact you before you leave outcry. And tell you, I know we told you we didn't have any money, but we just found something. Somebody that was supposed to come ain't even coming no more. And we got a little bit extra for you. God said, test me, try me, and see if I don't open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. You don't even have room enough to receive. Hallelujah. Listen, we getting ready to do it. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? I need everybody to lift your hands. I got a little sidetrack. I was talking about truth setting you free. Here's what you need to do. After today, I need you to find a pastor, youth leader, a bishop, somebody you trust and is worthy of your trust. And I need you to be honest with them and tell them what you're struggling with. Here's why. Because we all need accountability. If I knew you were struggling, I could have reached down and saved you. But when I asked you if everything was okay and you said you was good, you didn't give me the opportunity to pray for you and to go to God on your behalf to snatch you out of the enemy's hands. And sometimes God's just waiting for somebody to say, listen, here I am. Come on, oh wretched man that I am. Who's going to deliver me? Here I am. I'm not pretty. I may be broken. I may be confused. I may be messed up. I may be clubbing. I may be drunk, I may be high, but I belong to you. And I trust you that you can change me. You can change me. There's nothing too hard for you. So listen, you're going to make a decision today to dead some things, to kill some things, to sacrifice some things. You're going to expect God to reward you for your yes. And then you're going to connect to somebody who you can trust, who's going to hold you accountable. You need somebody in your life who can tell you, don't be friends with them because they don't have your best interests at heart. You need to trust somebody who can see when you're slipping and won't expose you but will cover you and will counsel you and will pray for you and will encourage you till you get back on track. And here's the thing. This is why you need somebody. The Bible says, he that is spiritual, restore. Your friend can't restore you if they got the same struggle as you. I know you told your friend, but you need somebody who has spiritual authority. Who can speak to the demons that are above your head. That are embedded in your bloodline. And say, we command by the blood of Jesus for every chain to be destroyed. 
and for every yoke to be broken. We're praying now. Everybody lift your hands. Listen. I want you to lift your hands. And I want you to repeat after me. Lord, search me. Every part of me from the inside out. I give you permission if you find anything that's not like you. I give you permission to take it away. Take away people that don't mean me any good. Take away every thought that keeps on tripping me up. Come on, speak it and say it and make the devil mad. Take away every emotion that leads me to bondage. Take away every place that keeps on snatching me back. Create within me a clean heart. And renew within me the right spirit. Today I'm making a decision. You are more important. Oh, say that again. You are more important. I need you more than I need anything else in my life. So Lord, come into my life. Come into my heart. And change me now. Now, if you really believe that God is getting ready to change you, and if you're really ready to move past some stuff that you haven't been able to move past and to make some decisions that you haven't been able to move, listen, I'm not going to wait for no prayer partner. I'm not going to wait for no bishop. I want you to lift your hands on this altar. I want you to open up your mouth, and I want you to start surrendering some things. Come on, I want you to lift your hands and open up your mouth, and from your spirit, begin to talk to God. Come on, God, I need you. Lay your hands on me from the inside out. Perform surgery on me. Change my mind. Change my mind. Change my mind. Change my mind. The thoughts I've been thinking. The pressures in my mind. We call it to be over. We call it to be over. I shall live. Come on, come on, church. Come on, children. I need you to pray. I shall live. Do it, 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 do it,
place of change. Lord, do it. Every hidden hurt. I pray for healing now. The Lord's I'm going to heal you. I'm the Lord God that heals you. For every invisible wound, for every scar of the spirit, for every false word spoken against you, be healed, my daughter. Be healed, Elohim. agree with you. I'm here with you. The Lord said you're not alone. I touch and agree with you. You got angels encamping you. The protection of the Lord. The protection of the Lord. The protection of the Lord. Come on somebody. Come on somebody. Come on somebody. Come on somebody. If you want it, go for it. If you want to tell them what you need them to do, I need you to touch me. I need you to touch me. Every thought, every thought, we bring down every thought that exalts itself above the knowledge of God. The priority of God be now. Seek ye first the kingdom. Seek ye first the oh, 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 say we rebuke you. Say we rebuke you. Say we rebuke you. Say we rebuke you. Come on, somebody pray. Come on, somebody pray. The light's coming on. The light's coming on. Somebody pray. Fresh fire. Fresh fire. Fire of the Lord. The consuming fire. I speak fire. The fire of the Lord. The fire of the Lord. The fire of the Lord. I speak to your mind now. In the name of Jesus. Thoughts of insecurity. Instability. I cast it down.
Jesus, all of my house, the ministry of the kingdom, the ministry of the earth, there it is, there's mantles falling, there's mantles falling. said the mantles of the fathers and the mothers are getting ready to be transferred into the accounts of the sons and the daughters. For every young adult in this room, I need you to lift your hands right here. The Lord said, I charge you responsible Yes, Lord. For every young adult in this room, for every young adult in this room, the Lord said, I charge you accountable. Some of our youth have fallen through the cracks because the watchers have been unfocused. For every young adult in this room, the Lord said, I charge you accountable. I charge you accountable to be godly examples. Some of our young people have fallen into traps because they've been following your Snap and your Instagram and your Facebook story. And the Lord said, I charge you accountable. Shame on you. The Lord said, there is a command for you to be the light. This generation doesn't just need anybody. They need you. They need your prayers. They need your testimonies. But you can't testify because you haven't been delivered yet. And the Lord said, enough is enough. We hear you, God. The Lord said, enough is enough. For every young adult under the sound of my voice, the Lord said there is need for immediate change and much improvement. If you're sleeping in a bed with someone who you are not married to, the Lord said enough is enough. I've covered you from disease, infection, death, and calamity. And the Lord said, now I'm calling for a return on my investment. There was a falling of mantles in this room. The Lord said, I'm getting ready to empower young adults. Hear me. The Lord said, revival has just begun. Hear what I'm saying. The Lord said, revival has just begun. And for every city you represent, the Lord said, I'm going to sit an anointing on your life. 
that you're going to take revival from here and revival's getting ready to hit Houston. Revival's getting ready to hit D.C. Revival's getting ready to hit Boston. Revival's getting ready to hit Winston-Salem. Revival's getting ready to hit New Haven. Revival's getting ready to hit Baltimore. Revival's getting ready to hit New York. Revival's getting ready to hit wherever you are. God said, I'm coming for you now because there's a need for revival. I'm pouring out my spirit. I'm pouring out my spirit. The intercessors are in this room. The leaders are in this room. And for everybody who thinks that it's not this serious, the Lord said it is this serious. And hear the warning of the Lord. The Lord said, for anybody who won't come out, I'm God enough to snatch you out. Because you are necessary. Your church needs you. You can't just come and sit on the back row and criticize and critique everything and everyone and not change the stuff that God is showing you. God said, I showed you what was wrong because I'm anointing you to be the solver of your church's issue. The Lord said, I called you to sit there long enough and to observe because the kingdom is in need of much repair. And the Lord said, I'm giving you the task of being the repairer of the breach. For every issue, for every problem, for every gap, the Lord said, I'm going to raise you up. You're getting ready to be the answer for your community. You're getting ready to be the answer for your school. You're getting ready to be the answer for your youth group. It's going to happen. It's going to happen now. There's a spirit of divine influence that's getting ready to hit this room. And there is a need for major repentance in the hearts and in the minds of every young adult in the sound of my voice. The Lord said, I am dealing and giving grace to these youth because some of them are only doing it because they've seen you do it. But the Lord said, for the rest of you, you know better. Not another sermon. Not another prayer line. And please don't misunderstand me. My intent is not to beat you up. But the Lord has commissioned me to help get you up. You are too anointed to miss this moment. Do you hear me? There is a revolution that is happening. Fathers and the mothers of the faith are going to sleep. The Lord said the kingdom is in your hands. What will you do with it? So many of you have said, when I get the opportunity, I would do this. If I could, I'd handle it this way. If they asked me, this is what I would tell them. Guess what? The Lord said they're asking you. You have the opportunity. You can. What are you going to do? 
for every inactive young adult in your local church. You can't sit in seats of power in a secular system and then be passive in the systems of our God. You can't be executives in boardrooms and offices and be children at the altar. The anointing of the Lord and the same anointing that operates there is the same anointing that needs to operate here. So I speak to every inactive young adult in ministry and I challenge you. If you want to change the way they treat you, get a seat at the table. If you want to change how it's run, grow up and get a seat at the table. You can't change it from the outside. You can only change it from the inside. And the Lord said, I'm getting ready to open some doors and let you in. But I need to trust that when I give you the opportunity, you're going to deal with it with integrity and with honor. And the same way you honor that job that you have, that position you have, Honor this. And the Lord said, if you honor this, I will bless every day you live. The Lord said, I'll take care of you. I'll open up windows. I'll pour out a blessing. I'll take you off that job. And cause you to start your own job. And instead of signing the back of the check, you'll be able to sign the front of the check. Are you hearing me? I don't play with God. I don't do things that I don't feel God do. There's a divine shift and there's a divine movement. And the Lord said, I'm going to strategically empower young adults in the area of finance. Because you can't change anything broke. God said you're going to use your own money so you don't have to answer to anybody. You won't owe them anything and you won't have to pay them back. Lord, so I'm going to open up divine streams. Yes, Lord, raise your hand. Raise your hand. Every youth, every young adult. I feel a turning in our hearts. I've been watching social media and we've been talking about so much church hurt. And I hear church hurt is real. I get it. You can play something softly. Church hurt is real. But the Lord said, you are the solution. If you were in place, it could end with you. So I want to pray with you. Because there's somebody that you got frustrated, you got off the youth group, you stopped serving, and your church needs you. The Lord said, get back in place. Get back into a place of submission and service. Serve your local church. God said, I'm getting ready to work through you. There is an anointing in this place that's going to follow you to wherever you're going. 
Lord said, I stopped everything. There's still a divine shift that's happening from this morning. It's a connection in the spirit. Pastor Will told us enough is enough. We're deciding that today. It has nothing to do with emotionalism. We're making an intellectual decision that says we're better than what we've been doing. And we're greater than the places that we've been. And today we turn our hearts back to the Father. We turn our focus to Him. And we offer our gifts, our skills, and our talents to the kingdom. You want to glow? You want to be the light? You want to change darkness? Show up. I challenge every single person. When you go back home, show up. When you go back to school, show up. Speak up. Stand up. God said, if you show up, I'll show out. I just need a vessel. You don't have to have the answer. Just show up. I'll give you the answer. One last prayer. This is for my young adults in the room. Wait a minute. I need to see your hand. If you don't mean it, don't do it, but I need to see your hand. For every young adult that's going to challenge themselves to go back to their church and get active and be present in their local ministry and submit their gifts and skills to authority who can mature you, teach you, and train you, and who will release you when it's time. I need you to make a commitment by raising your hand. I need you to make a commitment by raising your hand. Come on, every young adult that said, I'm going to go back and I'm going to show up. I'm going to go back. I'm going to show up. I'm going to try it again. I'm going to go from the outside to the inside. I'm going to share my thoughts, my ideas. I'm going to allow the Lord to use me. But I'm going to do it in order and submit to the wisdom of my leadership and my authority. God's going to speak to them. Some of your leaders, they didn't know what to do with you. But the Lord said, I'm going to wake them up. And I'm going to show them what to do with you. The same ones that said no. God said, it wasn't the right season. But for some of you, I'm going to give it a yes. I want to pray. I pray for every young adult father that's under the sound of my voice. I pray for every young adult that's been hurt in church, that's been frustrated by church, that's been abused by a system that hasn't really taken full advantage of them. I pray for everybody that's been looked over, underestimated and undervalued. And Father, I pray that this be the season of divine exposure. I pray that this be the season that when they go back, oh God, that they would do it right this time. You haven't caused us to be renegades, but you're a God of order. And this time we go back and we're going to submit. We're going to serve. We're not looking for platforms. We're not looking for influence. We're just looking for a difference. Father, I pray that you would strengthen them. 
For every you feel that feels weak and broken and weary and it feels like I've been in this too long and I'm not sure if I can still do this anymore. I pray for that strength now. Don't become weary in well-doing. But in due season you shall reap if you faint not. I pray for every tired parent that's been frustrated with their child because they've been saying, I've been praying and praying and praying. And it looks like nothing has happened. I challenge you not to give up. They're almost there. They're at the brink. Keep on praying. Keep on pushing. Keep on believing. Keep on asking God. For every spiritual leader in this room and abroad, I pray that this would be our season of divine revelation. Lord, we repent if we've been too close-minded to hear what you're doing now. Speak to us. Help us to trust who you have sent to us. And Lord, show us how to manage gifts that might be peculiar and different. Skill sets that we've never seen before and anointings that may be a little bit different. Show us what to do. Give us the wisdom, oh God. So that revelation, revolution, and revival can break out. We thank you. Because you're going to use the old and the new. We thank you for partnership and synergy now. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Come on, hug somebody and tell them this is our season. Come on, hug them as you go back to your seats. Tell them this is our season. Somebody give God praise. Come on, come on as you go back. Hug them and tell them this is our season. This is our season. Come on, tell them this is our season. Come on. As you go back, tell them, tell them this is our season. This is our season. This is our season. This is our season. Come on, come on. Prophesy, declare it, and decree it. This is our season. It's our season to go back. Come on, it's our season to stand up. It's our season to show out. Come on, this is our season. This is our season. This is our season to use our skills for the kingdom, use our gifts for the kingdom, to use our creativity for the kingdom, to use our wisdom for the kingdom, to use our influence for the kingdom. This is our season. This is our divine season to turn around, our season to be in place. This is our season to be committed, to be steadfast. God was going to move this way, but I think